0: Good morning, Annalisa. There you are.
1: Good morning. <laughs>
0: how, how are you this morning?
1: So good, so great. How are you?
0: I'm great, great. Thank you for thank you for joining the the No Bullshit Blue Collar podcast. Let me just introduce everyone real quick. You are listening to what I just said, No Bullshit Blue Collar podcast. It is March 19th of 2020, Thursday. Um this is technically episode 4 of No School during the COVID-19 Um, fun times, as I like to call it. But I have a special guest on, Annalisa. She has quite a unique background that I felt was needed for blue-collar people to listen because sometimes I just talk out of my ass and don't really know if what advice I'm giving is actually advice or leading people down the wrong way. So to do us all a, a good service, I wanted to bring someone on who actually knows what they're talking about. So give us a little bit of the information of who you are, Annalisa, if you don't mind.
1: Absolutely. So I am Annalisa the untherapist. 15 years ago, I joined the blue collar world. I married into it. My husband Tom has been a drywall and paint contractor for ever. And uh, I had had a really rough life my first 30 years before we got together wasn't so pretty. And I went from misery to cupcakes and butterflies and so the first five years of our of our marriage I learned the trade I became a painter and started just experiencing a lot of happiness and right around five years in I started to get really curious about why this was working the way it was why I was having such an easy time and I was starting to bup- bump up against some of my old programming and some fears about when this would all end and when things would come crashing back down and go back to miserable. which is
0: which is human instinct to do that. Oh, I, I think we've all yep. at some point in life been in that relationship or like, okay, when is this one going to, mm-hmm. wh- where's the cliff? So, uh, I like to say <laughs> the cliff, there's a cliff somewhere. somewhere. I, I just can't see it.
1: <laughs> right. And I'm scared. And I don't know if I should take any more steps. Maybe I should retreat and went through that whole cycle. So I got really serious. I am a chronic learner and I got really serious about studying personality models and neuroscience and trauma recovery and release and what happens when we're in a safe space for long enough that we actually have the ability to heal so for the past 10 years i have been learning and practicing the systems that i've been developing on the construction trade i have been working with our crew we have i think we're around 10 employees right now at the moment it's always changing but um we we have a great crew and our kids we brought our kids up in the business and of course i practice on my husband too and myself <laughs> so um, i've really just developed a system that helps you help yourself in a really practical way that appeals to the blue collar lifestyle
0: awesome well you're using a word that scares a lot of us blue collar people system. and what is that System. Oh, system. System is a scary word to blue-collar nation. As as far as, like, a a blue-collar tribe of people, we don't like the word system because it's basically, and I look at it as someone telling me what to do. I have to do, like, the the kids game that starts at the bottom, and you have to go from the bottom to the top, shoots and ladders or something, and Mm, you roll the dice. Like, there's a system to it. Uh We, I, and I'm going to speak for the blue collar tribe when I say this, when you hear the word system, we want to just give it a double finger and say, I'm going to do it my way. (laughs) But with that being said, we need a system, whether it's the financial side of system, the emotional side of system, the workflow, we actually do systems every day. I just think it's the mentality that we have, like, you're not going to tell me how to do it. I'm going to show you, give me the welder and back off.
1: Mm -hmm. But
0: with that being said, I like, you know, and I talked to you for a minute yesterday just to to kind of grasp what we're talking about. And you and I talked about this right now with, I mean, I'm bringing you on. The main reason we have you on is because the COVID idea is such a scary thing. Mm -hmm. You being a business owner yourself and and being married to a blue collar person who has probably never thought that this is going to happen. Right. But (laughs) right now our guards are all down. Mm-hmm. there's there's really no way that we can actually say we're going to protect ourselves. And as a blue-collar tribe, we have to stay together because if we can have a good foundation of what conversations to have with our customers, our employees, our kids, our husband, mm-hmm. or wives, whatever that may be, then we'll have a good foundation set that we know that we're going to make it through this. Because as you said earlier, there's always something that, Where's that cliff at? When am I going to fall? And I bet you there's a lot of people right now that are like, it's all falling apart.
1: Right. I knew this was going to happen. Here it goes. Here we go again. That, yes, Yes. that thinking what, so you mentioned our guard is down and I want to rephrase that just a little to say, I think our guard is actually more up. (laughs) We've kind of been triggered, which activates survival, So it does make us more defensive. But I think where what you're referring to when you say our guard is down is that we're off our game. We don't have our typical armor and protection mechanisms in place because we're not sure what we're going to need to protect us from that. That is what I mean. (laughs) Cliff's edge. Exactly. And I want to go back and speak to the word system just for a moment, too, and just say that it is true that the concept of a system that we don't choose and that we don't subscribe to is anathema to anyone who has the concept of freedom of thought, but we do systems all the time. And I chose the word system for my untherapy therapy because it's basically just a group of tools and perspectives and understandings and ways of looking at things that kind of allows us to understand an extremely complex human behavior pattern in a simplified way that allows us to apply it to our own lives in a day-to-day, very practical, pragmatic, pragmatic manner. So that's, that's why I chose the word system. But I completely agree with the idea that that in and of itself can trigger us to resist because we don't want to be stuck in a box that doesn't fit with our unique lifestyle.
0: Yeah, and I imagine I, – I don't know your husband, but I imagine him being blue-collar for as long as he has been. There's just certain things that he's not going to – I'm not going to do. It doesn't work that way. And, mm-hmm. and and it's it's the mentality that we have that we build in, in our trades. And and I, you're a painter, and I'm a painter, and, and this is not just for painters. What we're talking about is for every, every blue-collar. I mean, the white-collar as well. But we have a different – I feel that like we're built differently when you're in the blue collar and you're actually doing, as I refer to the blue collar hustle, like you're, you're honestly grinding every day and you wake up and it's not a job. It's a love that you do. We're wired differently, Mm -hmm. whether it's the employee or the the business owner, the lead, whatever the, the driver, it doesn't matter what position you're in. There's just a different wiring. And so we, we need this. And and so last week I did a podcast and I, then I jumped on Facebook and Instagram and and offered people to come on because we, I I did the podcast. I talked about, is it, look, you're going to start losing business. It's just inevitable. No matter what trade you're in, you're going to be losing business. Well now in the state of California, there's, there's painters out there. I know I can speak. Well, actually everyone now that I know of all trades, are on lockdown for 30 days. They cannot go out and work. They legally cannot go out and work. Wow. That's scary. Yeah, yeah it is. Because the one painter I know there that this has, because it's not all of California, it's certain districts. The one painter, he, he gave his clients or his, his um, employees $1,500, then paid them out and said, look, this should float you until we're back. Mm-hmm but not everybody's in that position, right? They need this system that you're going to talk to us about or systems that we can say, okay, I'm going to be okay and have that right conversation because as a tribe of blue collar people, we, this is when we need to stay together. This isn't a, I'm going to show you how to do it differently or I'm going to show you a quicker, better way or make a funny TikTok video. This isn't that time. I mean, you can still do that stuff, but this is where you need to understand like, We are one. And as Mm -hmm. a core group of small businesses, we're that one business, unfortunately, not to get into the political realm, but where are we going to get our, like, if we need to to spark our business, there's not really anything. I'm not going to go take a loan out Right pay my guys. That's just, and I would hope that others don't. But what do you, I, I guess, what you've done for the last 15 years, Where? how would you approach us and how are you guys within your own business approaching this with your guys's crew.
1: Well, that's a big question and a good one. So, I wanted to start by saying I think a better way to word this whole thing when we when we talk about the system is to talk about tools. We need tools that we have not previously had and I think when we're in the trades, we're talking blue collar work, we can all relate to a good tool. We all love a good tool. Yes. So, there are some really good tools that we can use that maybe we weren't aware of, or we weren't aware that they were useful and powerful to us personally. So the blue collar world is kind of the backbone of the American economy. And what's unique, you reference the uniqueness of this, the ethos kind of of this group of people and having been mm-hmm. in it for 15 years now, having not been in it prior to that, I really understand the concept that we are the self-made entrepreneurs. We're the, we're the trades people. We're the ones that go out and work with our hands and make stuff happen and interact with the American public. And, you know, that's how we make our living. And I think that there is sort of a societal pressure, especially with male blue collar. I know that I'm kind of a weirdo <laughs> being female that I'm not, there's not that many of us out there and we have our daughter is 18 and she is now partnered with my husband. So technically the two of them run the business together. I do the books and, and try to try to keep my hands clean as much as I can, but I do end up doing more than I want half the time, but, um, she's 18 and she runs a crew of young women and they paint and they're awesome. Um, I love it. That it is. It's unique. And that, and yeah, they're pretty popular, but anyway, that aside, um, especially men, blue collar men, there is a societal pressure to not struggle, to not feel your feelings, to not have problems, to not worry, you know, and and everybody worries. Everybody has stress. Everybody has failed and worries that they're going to find that cliff again, accidentally and crash and burn and everyone will die. We all have those Things going on inside of us. And unfortunately, this particular realm, it's very uncool to to deal with that. And I think this is a time when we are having, we are being forced to look at things a different way or being forced to look for different tools. So you mentioned my husband, not knowing him personally, I know you're just guessing, but I have a, one set of tools within my um, system is something that talks about how our, how our thoughts work. So we have, there are four different ways that thoughts can be organized. And when you figure hmm. out which, which type you are, it really helps you understand. And we can, you know, that's a whole nother thing. But my husband's thought, um, thought model is called the rebel. So he is like the quintessential free thinking. Oh, you have a rule. Let me break it. He will not, <laughs> will not ever obey or be good or do what he's supposed to do. He can't. It's not in his nature. And so I you use be, a lot
0: of reverse psychology on him. I bet.
1: No, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't. He's too smart. He's too smart. No, I, I can't. That's why I think my system is extremely helpful because I have practiced it on somebody that is impossible to control. And it's funny because so we where go the around real
0: quick. We're, we'll the talk four, about, we'll get into him. What sure. are the four, so, so people that are so listening, because I think it's good that we, I don't like to label things, but right. it's good to know. I, I've read the five love languages. I know what mine are. I'm very, I like this kind of, I love this yeah. where this is going, because sure. if you know where you're at per this conversation and say, okay, this makes sense. Absolutely. And that's what we need right now. We need things to make yes. sense we and have some normalcy to it and know that like for me, I still want to know I'm in control.
1: Yes, that is You just hit it. That is the number one thing that we have to restore. So, what people are are looking for right now, what we're all searching for in the middle of this initial shock wave where there's no toilet paper and you can only buy a pound of ground beef at a time. (laughs) We're trying to figure out the new normal and and we're a little ways off from anything normal, but you're exactly right. The more we can relate to our own internal world in a way that makes sense to us and maybe in a way that's newly enlightening to us, the better off we are going to be in terms of, adjusting to all of this outside pressure and so i have absolutely so the thought models i'm actually borrowing this model from someone named gretchen rubin she has the happiness project and you can actually take her quiz to find out which one you are oh gosh let me think we'll
0: put that send it to me and i'll 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 upload it in the podcast so people so you guys can take that that quiz perfect
1: yeah, and so I have borrowed this from her, and I teach it slightly differently, but I want to make sure I give her the full credit for coming up with this particular model. And then there's yeah. another model we may or may not have time to get to that, um, that I've developed that's completely unique to me, and that has to do with our feeling model. So I call it the head and the heart. So we have a way that we think which is in our head. That's one of four things we'll talk about in a second. And then we have a heart model, which is the way that we feel. Again, there's four unique ways. So that combination creates a very unique approach to life. And um, so the back to the, the the head, the thought model Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, you're either a rebel an upholder, a um, questioner, or I'm blanking on the fourth one or an obliger. So we'll start with rebel because I already mentioned my husband is that. Basically, if you are a rebel, the way you organize your thoughts is just imagine an enormous meadow and there are fluffy white clouds floating by, thousands of them. Every one of those Mm -hmm. clouds represents a separate thought. That is how a rebel organizes their thoughts. Basically, in short, they don't. So if you want to get a rebel interested in something, try to grab one of their thought clouds out of their field of opportunity. And that's the one they're going to want. They are so, so eager to maintain open, free thought that they're going to grab a thought cloud just because they think they're about to lose it. So if you, if you are, and if you think like a, if that's your thought process, then hitting a crisis like this and realizing it's never occurred to you that there could be a pandemic and you could be restricted from going out and doing your paint jobs, or like in our case, people are canceling their jobs because they are in a, um, they've been shut down from operating, from working, so now they don't have income, so now they can't pay us to do their their paint job or whatever. Yeah. Um, you haven't necessarily prepared. You can't give your employees each $1,500 plus pay and and go be and do and, you know, make it through. You might not have had those those steps in place. And so the rebel thought, uh, pattern is very, very ethereal. It's not going to conform to any one system. Now I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm I'm the upholder. So my brain works in boxes. My thoughts are all very, very rigid. I'm always looking for rules. This is why I've spent ten years developing this system because I like to know how things work. I want to be able to explain it in its simplest terms to myself first, and then I have to explain it in a way that works for everybody else. So it's, it's been super helpful to find out that my husband and I are almost opposite in terms, well, we are opposite in terms of how our, how our thoughts get organized and neither one is better than the other, but it's important to know that they're different so we can leverage our, our strength. So in a time like this, his rebel thought pattern is very, it can be very creative provided that we're not freaking out while we're freaking out. Let's be clear. No good creative thoughts are coming out of our brains. No, We're just in panic mode. We're just shut down. We're just wanting to either crawl in a hole or beat somebody up or or somehow avoid our reality. But once we can get ourselves back down to a calm place, he's going to be full of -of out-of-the-box thought cloud ideas. And I'm going to be full of pragmatic, practical ways to implement them. So together, you gave,
0: you gave the analogy of him being in a meadow, trying to grab something flying by. So with an upholder, I'm visiting, you have boxes like in a, in a warehouse. Yes. You've put this thought together. You've put it in the box. You're done Mm -hmm. with it. You move on. You have a lot of these things, but that way, when you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put this together. So I'm more visual. So I can explain it. Is that like, yes. So now when you see the rebel's thought and he's like, hey, I have this, you immediately can go to your file cabinet or your box and like, hey, this is where, I knew this was going to come up. Yep. <laughs> because it, you, you reminded exactly. my wife, like you're always one step ahead of what I think is yep. going to happen. And you've organized it. You're like, exactly. okay, here's the box. This is exactly what this thought was.
1: Exactly. The, and the way that, <laughs> so that sounds like we are really great support systems for rebels and we are. However... Yes. I have also found I have a lot of creative thoughts but the sooner I share them with my rebel husband the sooner they can expand into something even more awesome than if I were just specifically generating it and then taking it taking it to its end point all by myself in my in my limitations of my boxes. <clears throat> so it's amazing yeah. when you figure out how your brain naturally works how you can begin to leverage the power of your mind to come up with the right decisions for you and for your family, your business or your employees, whatever you need, because you understand that you're not trying, you know, rebels get a really bad rap because they're not socially acceptable. It's like you're supposed to grow up. You're supposed to stop dreaming and you're supposed to follow the rules and color in the lines and rebels won't ever do that. It's death to them. It's depression. And there's a lot of rebels who struggle with chronic depression because they're trying to fit into boxes, and clouds don't fit in boxes.: so. No, they don't. So then the other two let's cover those just really quickly there's the obligers. So the way they organize their thoughts is to think what serves, what helps, what supports. They're sort of the quintessential, "How may I be of service to you?" Um, and then the questioner, they organize their thoughts like a puzzle. They're always asking more questions. They're always trying to fit everything together in a way that makes sense to them. And then they like to show people how that puzzle works once they've got it figured out.
0: But they have to figure it out first. I I think I know a few puzzle people like they won't share it until they know this is the way it is. And they're very frustrating people
1: because it's (laughs)
0: like, I know know you're thinking. I know you have an idea. And it's like, well, yeah, but I'm not going to give it to you. Right. Until I, figured, I know it it's works.
1: Ready? It's not ready. And our daughter, the eighteen-year-old, who's who's partnered with my husband and is working, you know, is running this paint crew and stuff. She's she seems so resistant when you ask her to do something or when you when you want to interact. She'll seem so resistant when she's in the middle of processing that puzzle. Once she's got mm-hmm. it figured out, now we can have a conversation. So she's learning. It's like a
0: steam engine that has the coals filled up. They're like, okay, let's go. Here's how we're going to do it.
1: Yep. She's got to get that figured out. And then we have several obligers. This has been super, super helpful. As we hire people, some of our best and longest time employees are obligers. And they are wonderful because they're always looking for how do we do this the best? How do we support the company? They're loyal. They're faithful. They've always got the best interest of the company in mind. Those obligers are amazing. And we would not be as successful as we are without them in the key places that they are. So we've just been really fortunate to find some really amazing obligers that know their craft and are willing to give that um, energy to us and to our company.
0: So now that you have we we've discussed the tools, we know that they're <laughs> out there yep. in this time. How are you guys putting these how are you utilizing these tools with your guy with your crews? What are the conversations that, that you've that you have felt comfortable and that are proper? And those two words for me are because I don't like to I don't like to put fear in people. It's not a, right. it's not a trait that I have. I, I like to make, Hey, we're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. I will carry the stress because I can think through that stress bubble a lot quicker uh-huh. and, and come up with a resolution than listening to 10 other people think I think we should do this. I think we should do this, which makes me a bad manager. That's why I subcontract <laughs> out and I know this <laughs> But for those people that are in your situation where you do have a crew and you've had customers, and and what I've preached to people is if a customer calls you and says, hey, we're going to wait, don't think of it as you losing business. You're Mm -hmm. just readjusting the deck of cards that you have right? and know that you'll get back to them. The other other part of that, and maybe you – I don't know how you'll agree with this with with your business model that you guys have – but what's the wrong point of being one is like, I've told people like if, if a customer says, Hey, I, I, we can't do this anymore. It, it, we, we all know it's a financial thing. Let's right. just for, for fun, play with numbers. Let's say it's a $6,000 job. Mm-hmm. You know what? ex customer, we had you at 6,000. If we were to get this done for you, where would you, where would we need to be at? Mm-hmm. You know, I really only think I can go for and then feel comfortable. Right. Then the owner needs to really say, okay, is it worth not having any work now? Or is it worth doing a job that there's still food on the table at four grand, even though the, but still keep the quality of work. That's the, that's the big, for me, that's the peak of this. Right. I would do it as a contractor myself. I'd rather know that my sub subs are having work. Mm -hmm. The, 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 the money may be different and I'll have that conversation. It's either look, no money or something is better than nothing, but you still do the same quality. Right. Right.
1: Well, we have kind of a perfect correlation to what you're talking about right now. So I'm going to start by saying, when you ask how do we use these tools and apply them beneficially at a time like this, talking to our crew, you know, coming up with our plan and how to pivot with all of these changing times, the first thing I'm going to say is what I mentioned earlier, nothing productive happens until we put ourselves in a place of calm, until we restore hope to the situation, until we're able to take that fight or flight panic response offline and return ourselves to a place of coherence. So yes, you will know that you're there when you start feeling positive, you start feeling optimistic again. So if you're in the gloom and doom stage, it's okay. That's part of the process. Don't feel bad or wrong. Don't hold yourself, to some standard, you know, like I mentioned before, where you're supposed to have it all together and you're never supposed to lose your shit. Like you're going to lose your shit. There are, i had a moment. Okay. Not a moment. I had like a six hour moment yesterday. I just, I was <laughs> overwhelmed. I lost my shit. And then I fell. I tripped my work boots, caught the, the lace caught with the loop. And I fell and I hit the ground hard and I was working with my husband and we were just by ourselves And uh, he came over and gave me a hug because I had just crashed on the tile and it like it fixed me like I cried. And so I'm not saying I know this is a blue collar podcast, probably majority male listeners. I'm not saying the solution is to trip and fall and have your loved one come give you a hug so you can cry. All I'm saying is metaphorically, there is a breaking point where you're going to need to let some of this shit go. You're going to need to release some of the stored negative energy and the frustration and the fear and all of the things. I mean, that might mean you need to go get really smashed. I'm not promoting anything negative and destructive. I'm just saying maybe you need to, you know, get blitzed for a minute and just get out of your head and like laugh really hard or, Punch something, not a person that won't break your knuckles because you gotta be able to use your hands I'm to work. Sh-
0: being blue collar, you have to know someone that will throw down with you for funsies.
1: Okay, that so. too. Not my not my speed. I'm the woman no. who never even let my kids wrestle in the house. But but yes, get get rub- something of course they but you have to move that fear, that frustration, that feeling of being controlled by situations outside your control through your body you have to get it out there's some you if you continue to stuff it in you're just going to get worse and so get it it's out whatever the, way you can it's the
0: dog with the tail between is like that's the way uh-huh. I, I, I view this and i tell my kids this all the time and and i'm a very emotional person and it's just the way it is but sure. feelings are fun you got to embrace them sometimes. It's, it's okay to, to cry. It's okay to, to let them out. And I'm going to get a lot of blue-collar guys like, shut up, Splash. Like, what the hell are you talking about? I know. But We're making a lot of friends real life, life, right now. <laughs> but for real life, like, I mean, I have come home and I had to, I mean, in big picture this, and, and I'll share this because I'm uncomfortable I'm, I'm in myself saying this, like, we had a job offer that was going to probably make our business about 350000 a year. Mm -hmm. Easy money, easy painting with a new construction company. The problem was at that time, my business was so new. I didn't have the proper crew. Mm -hmm. And I realized that as a, as a business owner, I would have Mm -hmm. put myself the company that we were going to work for and then their potential customers all behind and delayed. And that's not the mentality that I want in my blue collar world. I literally came home and, and cried to my wife for, You know, maybe 20 seconds, maybe 24. (laughs) And I said, and she's like, what is wrong? And I said to her, I said, I have to turn down this job. We're not ready for it. That's a lot of money to tell your spouse. Hey, we have a $350,000 contract, but it's not going to happen. Right. Emotions are fun. And and I want to say, I love that you said it. You got to fill these guys and gals, whatever blue collar you are, fill them. If it's having a drink or finding someone with a punching bag, whatever or it is, playing something a that's video different. Game. Like, I
1: mean, yeah, you yeah,
0: know, perfectly. I, I'm something. going, I'm going, I'm going way deep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, but, like, well, I'm, like, maybe. I'm just trying
1: to, right, trying to think practical here. Whatever you, well, I guess we are
0: a quarantine. So it is kind of hard to do those things, but there's certain <sighs> yeah. draw, draw a picture, like stick figures, whatever. Go take uh, a drive
1: I, I, if you can by yourself, and if you've got a muscle car, go rev that engine. I, I don't. Yes, know. I
0: don't I'm think tra- the cops are going to stop you. You could just say it's social distancing. <laughs>
1: I was trying to get away from the other cars. <laughs> I'm so
0: trying to get me. away, officer. I promise. <laughs> do not do oh that, God. people. Do no, not. We did but not. But if you do record it, that. so I want to see it. No. Yes. But you're. But yeah. Y- you're right. You have to feel these feelings, and these feelings. The weird thing is, we fear them so much. But when you actually feel them, it's such a split second. And then, yep. as you said, the manly man of us comes in. Okay, I'm good. Got that out. All right. Yep. How are we going to tackle it?
1: Let's, let's do this. And I think <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard the statistics. I think it's something like 19 seconds is the duration of the intensity of the feeling. If you will just allow yeah. it to move through you. And if you resist it, it can sit in there and stew your whole life. We all know people. Some of us are those people who have been living with stale, stuffed emotion for 20, 30, 80 years, whatever it is. So let's not be that. I think if there's one thing that this situation is calling us to, it's to offload some of that old baggage and just get clear and free and light in this time, because we need to be, we need to be kind of light on our feet. We need to be able to be agile and come up with creative solutions. So once we've got The shit, the first layer off so we can see it's like cleaning your windshield. It's like dumping the big load off your back. So now you can like, oh, I can breathe. Um, So then we we can leverage the power of the way our mind naturally works rather Mm -hmm. than thinking, oh, man, I wish I was more like Splash and had thought this through and had all this money saved up or had just subs or, you know, we can compare ourselves all day long. Not going to help stop comparing
0: yourself right now this is the worst time to compare yourself to anybody yep Yep. the absolute worst because every blue-collar person i've talked to recently has said i didn't know this is going to happen and and there's not a person that can say they knew i don't care that sandra brown and dean coons or these other authors like 30 years ago wrote in 2020 you know these things are going to happen i mean last yesterday morning i woke up to an earthquake a 5.7 earthquake in Utah. We already have this, and then all of a sudden, I wake up at seven o'clock with an earthquake. I, it, it, my wife is a little bit more different than I am because I try to find humor. I, I, I have to find humor in everything, and I do. I immediately was like, okay, let's make a TikTok video. This is funny. It's okay. I got. I'm gonna make people laugh. But the the 19 seconds that you talk about is absolutely right. There, there has to be a small thing. It's just like for. Let me translate this to blue color. We've all seen boilers we've all seen big mechanic things like that there has to be a release point or you will blow your engine the the mechanics of your body is the same way Yep. without being violent towards another human being or animal you have to release that pressure the the frustration the madness the sadness the every other emotion that you're going to have for that small 19 seconds and it's such a small minute but the relief that you feel will be like, you just woke up after running a marathon and it's two days later and your muscles don't hurt. You're like, Hey, I'm ready to go. You know, yep. like you have that energy. You it's like, you just took a B12 shot and you're ready to run a marathon right yes. then. Yes, it is. And you need that. It's healthy. You do.
1: We need, it's healthy anytime, but it's, ex, it's especially, especially important right now. So let's say we've got that. Let's say we've managed to move through that panic phase and We're able to release not just the immediate fear or freak out, but also whatever was connected with it from the past. Those things all collect and store by category within our subconscious. So Mm -hmm. if you can let go of something that's been triggered, that's recent and fresh, I guarantee you some of the old shit that was attached that, that made you the most scared is going to go with it, which is just an added bonus. Absolutely. So, so because our minds are very efficient and I want to also speak just for a moment to what you said about our bodies. Our mind and our body are so interconnected. We store our mind within our body. You cannot separate the two. So if you're trying to figure out where to start, you could literally do what I call a body scan. I know this is touchy-feely for for oh, people us. that work with their hands. But if you were to just imagine you're going through one of the, I don't know, the MRI machines or whatever, imagine scanning through your body and you can tune in and find out where within your body you are storing the shit that needs to come out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you could literally just imagine getting that out. And it could be that quick and that simple. And I have a whole nother protocol that helps. Here we go with systems and protocols. It's just how I work. The, they're they're just different
0: tools. No, you're, you're delivering new tools tool. to us. We love right. new tools, blue collar child, We love it. So let's know. I do. do meditation. What you're talking about is I do meditation. I do 30 second meditation. And that's
1: all it takes. It's so fast. It's so efficient. Our minds and our bodies want so badly to heal that you don't have to do these things for hours at a time. You don't have to go to a mountaintop. You don't have to even be in a quiet place. You can literally just purpose to be in a more healthy state and you can just release whatever the pit that's in your stomach, the tightness in your shoulders, that pressure on your chest. Those and we've are the all three felt biggest this. things. If
0: you're telling mm-hmm. yourself right now, slash, on so you guys have no idea. You're lying to yourself. Stop right now. We've all felt these emotions and feelings. I don't care how Billy badass yep. or, you know, <laughs> how you, how, how that you feel. We've all had these feelings and they're okay to have because they're just a second. They're seriously they just a second. And then you're back to your grind. Um,
1: and, and you're more empowered. And what I want to say about that is, this is why I was spending so much time on that part. Because you talked about how do we leverage these tools right now to have the conversations mm-hmm. we need to have and make the decisions we need to make. So the first thing you do is you get real with your people. You get real with yourself, which you can't do until you call. So get down real. What do you do with
0: your customer? I mean, like, without getting into too much of your protocol itself, if sure. you don't mind, like, what is the conversations you're having? With, with your and crew cl- in the morning.
1: Sure. So to be clear, because I am married to a rebel, and we all know that's the thought clouds, we don't technically have <laughs> any protocols. We have no standard operating procedures. We have no ways that we He's can do every guy. time. He's it's my kind of guy. Just get in the truck. Time. We'll figure it out. Just get in the truck. We'll talk on the way. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Who's available today? Let's figure out what we can get done with the people that exactly. showed up. There's always so-
0: work. In the blue-collar mind, there's always work to be done. It's never There's always. Done. Yep. Always. That's right.
1: That's right. And we don't know exactly what work is done because we got to figure out what happened yesterday. And we got to come well, up with you a don't, plan. If you don't so.
0: necessarily have the conversations down. But, like, I, for me, I want people to understand that, that the approach. You have to be able to approach sure. it and not fear yes. that. I think that's where a lot of fear comes right now with people. in yes. listening to Facebook groups, they're mm-hmm. having these small fears of, like, oh, man, I got to tell these guys they're off today. It's okay. Right. Make it approach it a different way.
1: So that's what, that's what I'm talking about. So when I say get real, we start with ourselves. So that's where you have to get past. You you can't be approaching these conversations in abject fear. You can't be so freaked out within yourself and so worried and so stuck in that little hamster wheel of your mind. But if I tell Joe that he has off today, he'll quit me or he'll freak out or, you know, we have to be able to get real with ourselves and say, this is crazy. And I'm going to do my best. And this, you know, I'm panicking, but I'm going to calm myself down. And then we go to our next level, whether that's, you know, our partner in business or whether that's our key employees or manage, however we have things set up. So for us, you know, my husband and my daughter kind of run this stuff. And then we have some people have been with us for a while and, we have the most obligation or sense of responsibility to make sure they stay working and then we have people that we've hired more recently that you know we we want to continue providing them with an opportunity for employment but we're not as committed to them because we don't have the level of you know relationship with them so yeah. when we have these conversations we start with ourselves we start with what am i capable of in this state what what are my restrictions what's being put on us For instance, when you talked about, you know, um, the different jobs and how we decide, are we going to, you know, cut our rates so that we can stay busy? My husband has looked at the main uh, contractors that we do work for, and he has decided that one of the key contractors that we've kind of been playing around with, what do we do next with, you know, are they they going away? How are we going to do this? And they've got plenty of work for us, but they pay a lot less than the going rate. Mm-hmm. The, the trade-off has always been the consistency. So right now, because they are unaffected and they have a long-term plan in place that's going to keep us busy if we want, we're doing what you were talking about. We're, we're kind of we're doubling down with them to make sure that we have the work to be able to support the employees that we have. Mm -hmm. And we're going to overall have to downshift a bit in our income, you know, the overall income projections. However, for us right now to get through this time, it's worth it to us to maintain that consistency, even if that means we're going to have to give up some other things. We have a couple of other contractors that have some big projects coming up that we know will be unaffected as far as we're aware, be unaffected by what's going on because they're just some really financially secure people okay, mm-hmm. that works. But all of the, the smaller, the remodel projects, all of that, we are just imagining those will most likely either be put on hold or go completely away. So we've had to look at that. And we've had to be strategic. And you can't be strategic unless your brain is on straight. And then you go talk to your people with your head on straight and you be real. And it's like, this is a really advanced skill, but you have to kind of make space for those employees or those partners or whoever else you're talking to you have to make space for them to come unglued because they're in the same boat you are but with less control cuz they're depending on you in addition so it's it's just that awareness and that being able to be real and and show up and allow for things to be a little emotional or a little wonky and and if people are shutting down or acting you know evading the the hard conversations it, it not getting critical of them. This is part of the process. This is hard for everybody.
0: Yeah, you have to have that conversation, and I, I think I I can put myself in the employee's position where, like, okay, what what's Mike going to do here? Like, what do we? You have to you you can't fear the conversation. You have to have it. I I agree with you. You got to give them space to to let out what they need to do, um, and and let that person bring in the different tools. Um, right. you know, and, and I tell, I tell some of my guys, I get, for me with subcontracting, I get a lot of guys who are painters who are licensed and insured themselves, but mm-hmm. they can't maintain getting business. It's, right. it's it's a different model. And and that's a whole nother podcast we can get into because the mindset there's different. And I tell these guys, I said, listen, you may charge $35 an hour, but I may only pay you 25. That's a lot. $10 is a big difference. However, right. Ten dollars ten dollar difference an hour for five days a week, four weeks a month, you always have work, or right. you work two weeks out of the month and then two weeks you don't have work. You've actually made more money making less because the consistency is always there. Right. now, fast forward to where the whole world is right now. I think I'm right on this, so you, you, I know you'll know this answer, but fifteen to eighteen days and you break a habit. Mm-hmm. Right. Habits. You can actually really break a habit. Well, every single human right now is breaking a few habits. Yep. We can't go to the bars and drink anymore every night. If that was your habit, you're going to save money there. You can't go out to eat every night and get your steak, porterhouse, whatever it may be. That's changed. You're mm-hmm. not doing, and this is, a, this is me. I'm not going to McDonald's every morning and getting my, my coffee. I have to mm-hmm. brew my own and it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and there's certain things. So you're changing and making these habits that hopefully sustain you and say, I'm okay without going to the watering hole every day. And and I have one of my best friends just shut his bar down. I feel bad for him because he owns two of them. And it's just like, how do you do this? How are you going to sustain? He'll be fine. But I'm not saying that you won't go back to those routines, but you have to think in the big picture, you know, things are changing. The The luxury of having chick-fil-a and mcdonald's and, and whatever else you're going to do that minute isn't going to be there anymore it's not as easily accessible so we're getting to break these habits now which in turn is saving money you said that you know like th- you're 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 going to make changes you're actually doing them subconsciously not even knowing that you're doing them right and hopefully it makes it better in the long term like i i don't expect that once i'm actually permitted to leave my house on a normal basis then I'm going to be out at every, I'm going to hit every restaurant. That's not my mentality. Right. You know? So I I don't Not that you're going to have that deep of a conversation with your crew, but at least have it with yourself. And if you're blue collar, listen to this, know like you're making those changes and and Mm -hmm. you'll be fine. And and I called the ramen, like I tell my kid, he's only 14, but one day he'll go to college and live out of my house for a few years. But I'm like, you're going to have to learn the lifestyle of one Coke a day, and top ramen and mac and cheese or potatoes <laughs> and hamburger whatever you can cook cheap and he looks at me like i'm crazy i'm like so we did a month where he was kind of buying his own stuff and he was like it's really expensive I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah it is you know but i i love the approach that your husband's having on it and, and weighing that out If you're in a situation though, like how would you, what kind of conversation would you have if you knew that your crew couldn't work? Like if you're in the state of California, and I think New York, I know Canada just did it where it's like seven days to 30 days where you can't go outside. Like you can go get groceries, but you absolutely cannot work. How would you suggest that, that, that really tough conversation Um. But approach – because I don't like to use the word like, look, I'm firing you or letting you go. Now, some right. states have unemployment. I know one of my friends, his crew isn't working, and he said they're on workman's comp. Or not workman's right. comp. They're on unemployment right now. And, right. and that's great. If you have that – I hate saying this. But if you have that, utilize it. Just, just sure. utilize it. Well, it's, it costs us it. a lot of money. It does, it does cost does. us a lot of money as the owner, but yeah. we're already paying into it, so whatever. Just do it.
1: So you're saying if I like, let's say, pretend we were in California and we couldn't yeah. work because right now we're you we're just feeling, couldn't work, right? We're feeling relatively okay for the moment. I understand things change a lot, so at the moment we're feeling all right with with where things are. But if we were forced to have that conversation, we weren't able to work. I think the approach we would have first and foremost, my husband and I would sit down with with our daughter, since we're the three you know that are really making the decisions here, and we would talk about what our plan for ourselves immediately is because we're not in business just for fun or for a charity. We are ultimately in business to provide a living for ourselves. So we would start with us and we would get really serious about how are we going to manage because it's that whole oxygen mask on yourself. First thing, if we're not surviving and we try to go be heroes for all of our employees, that's going to be bad for everybody. So we start Mm -hmm. with being very practical and saying, how are we going to survive this? Once we've got that sorted out, we would come up with a plan based on that that would say, okay, let's take our most senior employees, the ones that we have committed to and have the most interaction and um, connection and relationship with, and we're going to talk to them each individually, and we're going to give them the honor they're due because of the you know time and effort and, and years that they've given us, the loyalty. we're going to talk to each of them. Right. And we're going to talk to each of them individually. And the purpose is going to be number one, to reiterate our connection with them. Number two, to partner with them to do the same thing in concept that we just did as, as the three of us, we're going to, we're going to figure out how we can work through and support them. If that means we have some additional income or bonuses or gifts that we can offer to help them through. Great. But I'm going to tell you in our case, that's not how that's not the situation we're in. So we would be more so offering our support in whatever other resources we know to be available and whatever other um, ways that we could help and support them to make other decisions and work through other ways. I mean, we just we don't have that situation where we could just say, so here's 10,000 bucks severance pay. Have fun. Like we would have to. We would have to have that hard conversation, which would not be enjoyable, but we would follow through with the level of relationship that we have built. We would continue to support them in whatever way that we could, given whatever other circumstances. It's, it's hard to say in our situation because that hasn't happened in Missouri at the moment. But I know that we would sit down. I'm thinking of, of the first one we would talk to um, and, and we would sit down with him and we would say, OK, here's the current situation. Here's what we're able to do, um, you know. Here's how we'd like to offer additional support. It, we would we would just honor that relationship where it is, and be very honest and open and forthright, um, and and we would just let that be what it is. We can't control how that person reacts. We can't determine whether they, you know, move somewhere else mm-hmm. to try to find a better situation. We at that point it's outside your control. But and one thing
0: can- to the. To the employees, I want to speak real quick is if you're the employee and you're getting this conversation, this is not the conversation that business owners want to have. Oh, hell no. And, and I'm not going to, and for me, like the guys that I have that I know, like my top crews that I have, like I've told them already, says no one's quit on us. It's business as usual. I've already kind of done the pregame of it, but I've right. said, listen, if the state says this, it's out of my hands. I'm going to do what I can. And I like to tell them, like, I don't have the employees, but if I had employees, my conversation would also be like, look, you aren't fired. It's just a temporary leave for now. And I think that once you get that out of the business owner's mind and then out of the employee's mind, like, I'm not firing. You didn't do anything. I'm completely pleased with everything you've done up to this minute, except for that one time that you did that one thing, but (laughs) you're fine. Because that we go to go back to the conversation we're having, that's that's releasing that pressure. You've already let that out. Like, there's not like yeah. it's you. You've deflected that off of them and saying, "Listen, listen, Richard, Sally, it's not you. This is just state right. mandate. I have to do this." Um, right. We we have about ten minutes left. I, I I can't believe it's sort of been this long. But like, in a nutshell, with the tools that you have, what other is there anything you're missing that you feel because you're you're in a position where you're still working and 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 i know like california new york florida may have it um i'm trying to think what other state i think arizona may have had it where they're getting ready or they've talked about putting these restrictions where nothing can like blue collar officers firemen ambulances medical you can go get food that's it that's Mm going to be open but like all trades to be shut down like it's it's this is just unfathomable. Like I, I said it earlier, I feel like I've read this book, a really really bad book that I was forced to read <laughs> in junior high, and it's like, wow, it's right. here we go. This is cool, but right, the tools that you have, um, how is there anything that you can give to your employees or to your crew to say, hey, look, let's you know work on this or try to do this. Um, would you suggest having an open door policy? I mean, most of us do anyways, but where that, where the employee can come and say, Hey, I need to talk and just have that, like you said, create that space for them because you can imagine they're probably scared their wife or husband at home, their kids, like this is not normal.
1: No. (laughs) So the, the biggest, I think the, the biggest thing I want to emphasize, the biggest tool that needs to be employed is a sense of vulnerability which sounds scary and awful like at the time when we feel the most beat up oh yeah now let's just be you know show our soft underbelly. but the reality is there is no precedent for this none of us expected this to happen it's all been dumped on our heads it's not a time to posture to feel or pretend or act or convince others like we're in control of the outside circumstances. It's a time when we need to get possession of ourselves. We need to get serious about our mental health. And I don't mean, we don't have time to go to a therapist. That's why I named my system on therapy because it's quick and it's permanent and it helps you get through your shit so that you can move on with good solutions for your life. And so it's, it's really not so much about, oh, I'm the boss and and you're my employee, and I'm going to tell you how it is, There's it's not that way at the moment. When you are forced to shut your doors and not conduct business, those employees, the ones you care enough about, you have to come to them human to human. You have to talk to them. Yeah. Maybe you have more skills. Maybe as an entrepreneur, you've spent more time practicing emotional awareness or or um, mental strength, and you have to you have to give those gifts. If that's all you've got, then you have to share that with your employees and say, you know, this happened to me, and now it's happening to you as a direct result. Here's what I'm doing with it. I know this is tough, and here's here's my plan. At the end, you know, I'm I'm going to be shut down for 30 days. I plan on opening back up. Hope you're still yeah. around so I can you know, put you right back to work, um, you know, here in the meantime are some ideas, here's some other thoughts, I'm collecting other information, let's stay in touch so that we can support each other, it would be very much more a human to human thing, because the hierarchy of employer to employee can get, it, it's artificial, really, we're all people, and we all matter, so so the whole, well, I I get to tell you what to do thing, that's really made mm-hmm. up, to be honest, and so it's really a time to drop those contrivances and just be real and have have the hard conversations because we care enough to have the hard conversations because we care enough to look stupid and not know what we're doing and and maybe shed a tear because it sucks so hard. It's only nineteen seconds, want, maybe you know? twenty
0: four. It's very small that those tears yeah, will be shed, yeah, but do did, it. It's do healthy. That.
1: And then, and then. This is the silver lining that it's too soon to talk about, but I'm going to talk anyway because I'm on the <laughs> podcast. So it's my chance. There are so incredibly many amazing things that are going to get fixed because of this. Yes. And I'm not even talking policies and politics and healthcare and all that. I'm talking about our own shit. We are being forced to release it. We are being forced to connect. We are being forced to huddle together for warmth, so to speak. And mm-hmm. that is exactly what is needed. And so let's say I had the conversation with my employee and said, dude, this happened and you can't work right now with me. And in 30 days, we're going to start back and blah, blah. Okay, so 30 days happens. And through that period of time, we have a bond we never had before. I have a different employee at this point. He comes back, we start back up. It's a whole new world because we've connected Mm. in a way that never happened before. And you can say business is business all you want. But these are not we're not talking these large corporations where you're just a number. We're talking small, blue-collar businesses where people matter. And it is going to change. And those of us who do it right are going to thrive in a way you cannot even imagine after this all passes. No, and that's you're, the real gift. You're 100% so,
0: right on that. You're 100% right. And I'm yeah. glad you said that because at the end of the day, you said this to start. This was a perfect way to wrap it up is that we are the backbone of entrepreneurship. I don't care what anybody says blue collars. We make America, we make our own country, whatever it is. Cause this is a worldwide podcast, like wherever it is, we are the ones that make our cities move.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you need to remember that we are the, to, to get a little ghetto. We are the original OGs. We, we are the OGs. <laughs> we are the OGs of entrepreneurship. I don't care that you have a 20 something year old driving a Ferrari kudos to you. They dropped the prices a lot for you and they're just giving out loans because <laughs> 10 years ago, I couldn't get it even if with my 800 credit score. But my point is this, we are the original LGs. We are the ones that make the world turn. You, you can't have a factory without having a blue collar plumber or electrician in there. You, you, you can't build, have a gas station without having a mechanic who knows how to fix what's wrong. And this goes to every trade. And if what you said is I agree with it, I never looked at it that way. But in the 30 days, if that's the situation, or whatever the time frame is that you're off, you're gonna see your crew and yourself come back with this revived energy. So right now, mm-hmm. put your peacock feather away. Don't shake it. Just yeah. you know, be humble and be human with everybody. Because after yep. that, you're going to be able to, to shake that, that peacock feather and hit it and go. So, but Lisa, I really appreciate it. I love the conversation we had. I'm sure we'll have you on again, because this is not going to be something because we need to hear about your, what you've done. We, we have that and we'll put the link in the podcast for everyone to go take that test. I think it's, it'll be yeah. fun. It'll be good. And just for funsies, even if your wife or husband isn't blue collar, but you are make them take the test. You'd be kind of shocked to see the way that you can learn to have better conversations. Like a tricky trick, Absolutely. but <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I will talk to you later. And you guys, everyone you've listened to no bullshit blue collar podcast. Remember you can call in the phone number numbers. 2583 I will put in the episode. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, I'm sure you, you have some platform that they can uh, get in touch with you because there's going to be a lot of, feedback we get from this and i'm not the untherapist you are
1: (laughs) okay sounds great thank you so much for having me
0: thank you we'll talk